Hi, this is William Shatner. Clive and Dardis are out of this world. Beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life down here. <laughs> Kirk out. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Clive and Dardis. I'm Michael Clive. That's Pat Dardis. Hey, everybody. Today we have a special guest. We have Anna Kate. If you've ever heard of Anna Kate, amazing woman. Uh, she was a contender on the hit show Survivor in 2016. She's worked with uh, Project Veritas. Very, very interesting. And she's since just been a great, uh, just an outspoken supporter of not only President Trump. Thank you very much. Thank you. But she's also a great supporter of God. God. Yeah. And we need more God in this country and in our schools huh. and in our hearts and in our homes that I can tell you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Anna, Welcome. Thanks, Mike and Pat. Mike, you do the best impression of Trump I've heard by far. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, It's because I have the perfect throat. Oh, I better know. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, and this is this is so cool because, you know, Pat has followed you. He's he's had and I quite frankly, I really didn't know who you were. I was like, oh, there's so many people out there. And I was like, who who? is like, Oh, Survivor. I think my uh, my mom watches that that show. And uh, I call him. What are you doing? Watching Survivor. I'm like, what are you watching Survivor? I after seeing Anna on Survivor, I, I only wish I had watched it. Let me tell you, I'll just leave it like that. You know, Pat, it's... really? <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure me, she got a lot of. I'm sure she got Anna. I'm sure you got a lot of fan mail out of that. I'm sure. I I did, but you know what? Just FYI, that was BC. That was before Christ. But yes. Oh, right, okay, okay. right. Which is an interesting question I wanted to get to. Uh, we might as well just start. So you, when you did Survivor. That was before you were became a Christian. You converted. You, I mean, you were you were an atheist, basically. I was. I was an atheist. Correct. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with playing a game, whether you're Christian or not. It's just there are some things that I would have maybe said a little differently. I have, you know, newer convictions, and um, I would have played the game a little bit differently, and maybe I would have lasted longer. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I had an I had an encounter with God uh, back in 2015. So right after I filmed in 2015, I got back home and I had an encounter, became a Christian, also realized I'm conservative. I started going down the rabbit hole and reading a lot. And and then in 2016 is when my show aired. And um, it was it was interesting because, I, it, you know, coming from the poker community, I was a professional poker player and then coming from a survivor community, very liberal, very uh, socialist mindset. And, um, you know, very lefty. So coming out as a, as a conservative Christian and then a Trump supporter, you know, the only one, I think, from reality television who endorsed him, um, you know, back in his 2015, when he announced he was running for in 2015, it was it was quite an experience, Mike and Pat. It was quite an experience, but I'm glad I went through it. So you so you so you did. So you you were on Survivor as an atheist. Yes. Right, and and then it came out on TV after you had become a born again Christian, right? Yes. So now yes. you're watching yourself on TV as an yeah. atheist. What was that kind of? <laughs> was that? Oh my god, I, I was mortified. I was mortified because you know it's so it's so funny. Um, there, there was I was mortified with one clip. It was particularly the first opening line that I gave, which. You know, we don't, most of us, you know, don't, don't talk about production. Um, I think my NDA already expired. It, it was only lasted about five years, but with production. But I'll just say this with production. You know, they don't, um, they, 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 they're trying to get some sound bites out of you. Oh, you yeah. know, being a, being a female poker player, obviously they're going to ask me, oh, did you use your looks to your advantage playing <laughs> poker? And, you know, honestly, I mean, maybe when I did in the beginning, but 
being a, being a pro, I don't have to use my looks. I can just use my brain. So a lot of times I'll wear a hoodie. I'll cover my eyes. You know, I, I don't even have any makeup on. I honestly didn't even really know how to do makeup when I was growing up. I mean, I was very, um, I don't want to say tomboyish, but I just wasn't, I was girly, but I didn't know how to do hair, makeup, all that. But anyway, Good so looking for back you. My, <laughs> yeah. So looking back at my photos, I mean, at least I would, could put an eyebrow on, you know, but, um, but I really didn't use it. But they kept asking me before we filmed the show, hey, did you ever use your looks? And I said, no, 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 no. And then eventually it finally was like, okay, well, maybe I might, you know, push my boobs up a little bit more to get, a, you know, a man's attention or right. something. Or, and I said it and it mortified me because in the, in the, in the, in the, um, in the trailer that, tr- that Survivor released, that five-minute trailer before the season starts, that right. was my clip. He put that. that was my opening line. And I'm sitting there with my mom and my dad talking about Jesus. And here I'm like, ah! But it is what it is. <laughs> that was before. That was before I that stopped was- drinking. Okay, I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All the pot and everything, all the drugs and. Oh yeah. yeah, Mike doesn't. Mike doesn't. He, Mike. Ne- Mike never smoked marijuana, or or he smoked marijuana, but he never inhaled. Right? Is that is that that is absolutely? That listen, let's not let's <laughs> not conflate it. I I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I did not. I I am a liar. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does the best Bill Clinton as well. I, not only I, Trump. Wow. I got a million of them. So, um, yeah, Pat, did you have any questions? I just, one thing I wanted to ask, though, is, is, you know, as Anna's sitting here telling us, she's going, oh, yeah, most of these people in, in the show and on Survivor and behind the scenes are all leftist liberals. And the first thing that comes to my mind is, why? And how many people are not aware of this? I think a lot of people are aware of it. Um, you know, I, a lot of the fans and a lot of the people that watch poker and Survivor, a lot of them are conservative. I get a lot of direct messages saying, hey, Anna, I totally disagree with these players. I love them, but man, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch their, their Twitter. It's hard to watch their Instagram because they are so left-leaning. But I'm a big fan of the show, and, and I can separate it because I understand, like, Jennifer Lawrence is my probably my favorite actress. She's extremely left and hate mm, Trump. Mm. And I, I was able, though, to, to separate that. I mean, there's some things that people say that I'm like, okay, I'm not supporting you anymore. But you can have your own views on politics, and I'm not going to hate you for it. it. It's difficult, but I'm not going to hate you and not be a fan because of your political views, your religious views, I mean, your sexual orientation. I can still love you as a person, right? Right. Well, that's what we used to do in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. You know, it you, you didn't, didn't matter. You, I mean, it, the way they're running things today, it's almost like... Back then, right, Pat? You know, this would be like you getting in trouble for stuff. You got fired for something you said at the water cooler. Right. Right. And, and, and it's, it, there's such hypocrisy because even though those, that's how I see the world, because here's the thing, that's, not, you know, that's confidence. When you're confident in who you believe, which is God, and confident in who you put um, you know, you, your backing behind, which is President Trump, you know it's the truth. Obviously, Trump isn't perfect, but you know he's still an amazing president. Excuse he did me, an I amazing job. <laughs> I beg he's to amazing. differ. Yeah, he he's he really he's you know great. it was I can't stand. It was like what is it you can't stand? Because he says it was like, but what did he do? Well, I don't know. Because he's 
They yeah. don't know what he did. Because he's racist. They have no idea. And so, and so I, those are my views where I, I can separate the two and still love the person, respect the person, even though I disagree with their ideology. But it's not the same on the left when they're standing on emotion. It's really emotion-driven. Yes. You know, humans are sentinel beings. So the media is throwing them, you know, throwing out passion and anger, and they're, yeah. they're, they're passionately wrong. Yeah. But when you're standing on the truth, you can stand in peace and be confident. So there is that, that, that dichotomy that just doesn't fit because we can stand and, and be, we, we can have a conversation where they can't. They're emotionally driven. Their paradigm is completely related in emotion and anger and, and fear. And you cannot have a conversation with them. They'll just lash out. They can't accept another, right. uh, you know, another argument because they're not confident in what they believe in. Right, right, exactly. I'd hate to be in a relationship with them because it's not, it's not much better, I can tell you. Uh, yeah, Pat, you got a question? No, I just wanted to uh, basically, I wanted to ask you about growing up. You you were born in Russia, and then you moved to um, the United States at four years old, uh, did, and you moved to Brooklyn. How, how was that experience, uh, being raised in Brooklyn? Yeah, fresh off the boat, right to Brooklyn. Um, I was... <laughs> I, I, it was amazing. I mean, I was four years old when my family brought me here to Brighton Beach, a very Russian immigrant uh, community, and I loved growing up there. I went to public school back in the day. You know, it was actually pretty good, and um, I, I, I loved America. We were so thankful to be here. I Actually, one of my moms, I'll give you a, a, a very a poignant example. My mom, one of her best memories in America, she loves to share this story, is that in Russia, we didn't have much. You know, we, we can barely scrape a few shekels together, you know, to, 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 or rubles together to, to, to buy an apple or fruit. My sister would always have to ask my mom before she ate anything. She would always open the fridge and say, hey, mama, can I take this half of an apple? You'd always have to ask before wow. you eat or take anything. That was just that was just how we were raised. So when we came to America, my 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 uh, you know my dad my family was on food stamps for about six months. Actually, no, it was about four, five months. And then my dad got a job, got off of the food stamps and everything. It helped us, you know. It's it's, it's a right. great program to, to be able to, to have some help. But some people live on it, you know, from when they're forty till when they're seventy. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's insane. But it helped my family. And my dad got a job, started working, and started buying more pro, more more produce and I, I remember my mom told me the story when I was a kid she said you know this is my best memory your sister opened the door she took out a banana which is my sister's favorite obviously and a banana so she <laughs> um she took it out and she asked my mom can I eat this banana and my mom had tears in her eyes and said in America you don't have to ask me anymore <laughs> yeah it that's was a great that story good. actually yeah, that's, a that's cool. tremendous and it's kind of unbelievable really when you think about it how yeah you know how bad it was in Russia at one time. It's coming back yeah. though. She's going to need permission once again pretty soon. Yeah, it's so true. The food quote unquote Ugh. shortage. It's all it's all manufactured, and this is everything we have seen in Russia. I mean, when I say we, I was a baby, but my parents have seen. So when we came to America, you know, you have those door knockers with the, uh, you know, the the poll watchers. You also have the people that are signing you up to vote. All of them are Democrats, and they're trying. And they remember them telling us, "Oh, you're an immigrant. You should be Democrat." And oh. we were brainwashed in that. But then my father realized, uh-uh, they're pushing socialism. He saw between the lines. Uh, well, that was smart. He yeah, did. that was great yeah. that he saw that. Well, it's always it's these the people lingo. from the other countries. that they, they come here, and the same with China. They come, they're like, we have this over there. We do not want to, you know, they know. 
So it's always a shame when you see like the flood of people coming where, you know, at the border, you know, got all these people. You you see them coming up here. And Anna, you'll probably relate to this because coming from Russia, you see these people coming up from the border and they've got nicer clothes than I had in high school. (laughs) They've got nice, neat edge up haircuts. Right. They're cleanly shaven. I mean, everything looks very nice. I'm like, wow, I wish yeah, I had They're that. not emaciated no, at all. No, they're not. They don't have arms cut off and scars everywhere from their abuse. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is this is crazy. I mean, that's but. a good point. You know, and, and that's the reality of it. Uh, I mean, look, a lot of people that do come from Mexico don't have much. There are people that were able to save and able to pay the traffickers to get them on, you know, their their trip and their van. But the reality is, is that Mexicans, Mexico did not go through communism. You know, the, the ones who come from some of the hardest, most evil, demonic um, ideology and also government, it, we know. Yeah. You know, we know. When I say, yeah. I mean, I was a baby. I don't remember anything. But my parents know. My grandparents know. My great-grandparents know. Right. And you have, you know, you know pe- people that came from China. I mean, even people in the, some people, there's a lot of people in the Middle East that just want to be left alone. They, they hate their, um, their, their theological, you know, government, other uh, theocracies. They, they hate it because it's so radicalized that they come to America for freedom. Now, there's people that are in different parts of the Middle East where they're, they love the ruthlessness. They love the evil because they're full of the devil. So mm-hmm. they come here and they rape, kill, murder, and um, do whatever they want, have Sharia law. I mean, the ones that are completely Yeah, that's a whole different story. That's Anna. a whole different animal, right? But, but again, people that come from communism and those rough, very, very socialist backgrounds, they know what it is and they want nothing to do with it. That's why we moved here. <laughs> Right now, now in now in Brooklyn, did you see any like any crazy things going on? I mean, like pe- that, oh, that etched yeah. out in your, in your mind, like wow, that was bizarre. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, um, well, in, in Brooklyn, <laughs> I'm even sure. In the bright, yeah, I did. I actually have a, st- a story about my sister that popped up again. She pops up. She's got my sister's one of the funniest humans I've ever encountered. She's hilarious. Actually, you know, my mom, um, she enlisted my sister and I when I was when I was little into karate. She wanted us to have some discipline and work out and also be able to self-defend ourselves because in our building and in our community, even in Brighton, even in the Russian community, there's, you know, there's three drug dealers living in my house, like in my building, not my house, but in my building. Um, I knew, you know, there was actually an Italian friend of mine. He knew me since I was a kid. I mean, he was heavily connected with the mafia and he, we were, he was really close to our family. And he looked at me, my sister, when I was a kid, I remember looking up at him and he goes, if anyone ever bothers you, you let me know. I'm sorry. I can't do an impression like Mike, but, (laughs) but he goes, if anyone lays a hands on you or bothers, you let me know. They'll never find their body. Yikes. Dead serious. I'm like, okay. Okay, uncle, you know, so... Um, was, it, was his name Guido, by the way, or Vinny? <laughs> his name was Andy. Andy? That doesn't yeah, sound like a mafia name, Andy. That sounds I like, know. Well, this is, well, this is the modern age, Pat. Yeah, we're, is, yeah, yeah. we're in the new age now. The new age Yeah, this isn't Giuseppe. Yeah, this yeah, you, is just Andy. You can't uh, tell by the name anymore. <laughs> you can't. At all, it's deceiving. So my, my sister, uh, it actually came to use, that karate classes, because one day she was being followed by some guy. And she turned out to be Mexican. Doesn't matter, but you know, he's just just a guy following her, and went up the. So she she knew that something was wrong because he followed her in the building, and she's like, "Okay, I'm not going to take the elevator. I'm going to take the stairs." We lived on the second floor, so she took the stairs, and he kept following her. And on the second flight of stairs, he made the big mistake of reaching out to touch her butt. Oh, <laughs> so his fingers barely grazed her butt she my sister had the 
best roundhouse I have ever <laughs> wow. seen anyone do. I mean, this girl, when she was like 17 years old, and she can whip a roundhouse, and you, will, you won't even see it coming. Like, I kid you not. So this guy got roundhouses, flew back down the stairs, and on top of that, she didn't run home. She ran after him. She ran <laughs> out of that building, across two blocks. She was running after him. I'm going to kick your behind. Don't touch me. Don't ever touch me again. And I'm just like, wow, my sister's got balls. Hey, chica. What's up? Hey. Chica. Hey, do, mama, how you doing? What's, what's going on today? Hey, <laughs> I didn't do nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you know, but so, and the thing was, <clears throat> we're you know, the Mexican thing reminds me, of, and here, because Nano, you were saying, you know, these people they don't have much. So here's here's Biden. You know, the earlier uh, when was this? Uh, this was, uh, I guess he said this last week, but he he's going giving a speech about the border, and he's going, you know, I mean, these people they're gonna you know sell everything they have. And go and risk their lives. I mean, you know, who does that? I'm thinking, well, they don't have much, you know? It's like an easy yeah. choice, really. Yeah. And uh, the sad thing is, though, they're seeking asylum. What they don't realize is that they're actually now getting entrance into an asylum. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know? That's a good, I should have the symbols with the drums. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, wow. It's, needs to be a tweet. Yeah. That, that literally, that needs to be a tweet, Pat. Oh, Share okay. it yeah, with you, and yeah, then I'll yeah. retweet it. Yes, yeah, that is a pretty good one, actually, Mike. We're, we got to re- replay that one about 20 times when I listened to our interview again. Oh, that's yeah. fresh. That just hit me this morning. Uh, that was well, a new here's, one. here's the thing. I mean, America is an amazing country. Obviously, it's been going down the drain for decades, but we yeah. still have hope for this country. There's still there's still a way to change yeah. this country there's back a, to how it used to be, a, even a, though it's hard. There's a glimmer. I mean, there's a There's a, <laughs> there's a, a glimmer. <laughs> It's, it's going to involve gunpowder, <laughs> that I can tell you. It's- I don't know what it's going to involve, but it's going to have to. God's going to have to intervene somehow because right now we're going down into a into a vortex of uh, you know like a a, a hell. A hell vortex mm-hmm. right now, and in so many ways, it. yeah, too many ways. But uh, what, I mean, there was the thing. Had uh, nailed it, you know. Well, okay. what was the thing that uh, was? Um, Billy Graham, right? He said, uh, you know, uh, uh, actually, he wrote a book and he gave it to his wife and his wife passed it back with it. She had a note on it, something. It said something like, uh, you know, if God doesn't soon pass judgment on uh, uh, on on America, uh, he'll have to apologize for Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Yeah. This country's. I mean, really. I mean, well. Okay, so with Pat, I, I agree with Pat. I disagree with Frank. Uh, with um, with with our beloved uh, evangelist. Here's the thing: is that a lot of America? There's a lot of see, a lot of America brain are brainwashed, right? But I'm talking. Let's talk about the church. There's there's a lot of people in the church that are asleep, but there is a very well organized, and I should say, um, uh, really, there's a decent amount of people that's called a remnant of the church. The remnant of God's people who are really, who are righteous, who love the Lord, who, who have a relationship with Jesus, you know, who have been praying for this country and interceding for this country. You know, just like with, uh, you know, 1776, there was only, what, four, three or four percent of the people who actually right. wanted to fight, who actually took up arms and decided to fight mm-hmm. England. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. You have that percentage of the church, even three to four percent of the church that cries out and says, God, help this country. God will honor their prayer. So the fact that when, when I hear people say this, especially Christians say, oh, yeah, I hope I hope wrath comes down on this country. I don't know what planet you're on. I don't understand how a Christian can say that. I don't understand it. In, in fact, Lot 
and Abraham, they were interceding and praying for Sodom and Gomorrah. You had two people, two humans, out of probably millions of people in Sodom and Gomorrah, praying, God, don't destroy this land. Moses interceded on behalf of the millions of Israelites that followed him. God is like, I'm going to wipe them out. I'm going to start over. And, and then what did, what did Moses say? Moses said, please don't. If you're going to kill them, take me first. Please don't touch them. Please, please have mercy on us. And what did God do? He had mercy. So how can an evangelist say that on behalf of the people? You know Christians live in this country? There's a remnant here as well. You know, you have the righteous people as well, praying and interceding. I would never ask for fire on a land such as beautiful well, as whose America. Son, whose son was it that lived in, in Sodom? Uh, Lot. That Lot. Was, okay. It was. It was. It was. Uh, not. I'm sorry. Not. It was. Uh, it was. It was Abraham's. Yeah. It was Abraham's. Right. Uh, I okay. think it was his nephew, Lot. And who, he got who, out, but his wife didn't. It, right, exactly, because his wife looked back. Her, his <laughs> wife, her heart was with this evil city of abominations and secularizations and, and, and promiscuity and all. She, her California. Heart loved it. <laughs> California. California, <laughs> man. That's what all those people leaving California is yeah. like, don't look back, don't look back, don't, don't look. <laughs> God, but, but it's, Pat, it's crazy. Sorry to interrupt, but, but, but Pat, you're right about that. You know, it, So I disagree with, um, with, gosh, what's his name? Reverend, Reverend Graham. Graham. Yeah. Reverend Graham, thank you. But Pat, I agree with you. When you said that the only way to get back this country is going to be a move of God. Yes. That's exactly right. The Bible says it's not by power. It's not by might. It's not by our guns, right? It is by the spirit of God. It's going to be a God movement. And what yeah. the Lord showed that's coming, there are going to be a lot of suddenlies, suddenlies, suddenlies. And it was it was heartbreaking to hear that, you know, I haven't met Diamond and Silk, but I, I love them and I followed oh, yeah, and Diamond, yeah. you know, passed away. Those horrible news. But this is what the Lord showed. He said there's going to be a lot of sudden deaths, and it's not going to be just because of the jab, you know, and not just because of the, you know what? The clot but it's shot. going to be yeah. <laughs> the, the clot shot. But it's going to be actually judgment of God. I'm not saying Diamond was was killed because of God, but I'm saying that God cleans our wait, house wait. first. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, I totally missed that. One of one of Diamond and one of them died. Well, yeah, one of them died Diamond. yesterday. When, oh, Pastor. yesterday. Wow. Okay, I missed that. No yeah, kidding. Yeah. yeah, and she's an amazing, and she's a Christian, you know? And oh, so, that's too bad. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the devil, the devil is a liar. The devil tries to get rid of us and kill us, and that's just part of life. But, uh, but, but there's going to be more of that and, and on, you know, everywhere, not just in the church, but also in politics. Those that don't repent, those that don't turn away from what they're doing, those that don't speak the truth, this is judgment time. And this, the Lord said this is a time where his fulfillments, his promises, he's been speaking through the prophets for decades, and especially the last since 2020, that it's going to come to pass. And so it is, Pat, going to be a move of God. I am hopeful. I am not hopeless. Yeah, I th and that's yeah, kind of why I, I got involved in this, because I feel like it's time to do something. I really didn't want to get involved I, until the 2020 election, after the 2020 election, and after uh, uh, Russia invaded, if you want to call it invaded Ukraine. I mean, that, that goes back to a whole thing. But I mean, I, I didn't really want to get involved, you know, so it's but now mm -hmm. we ha you, if you just sit by and let this world go the way it is, it's 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 it's, it's just too many, too many souls are going to go in the wrong direction. So I think that's why Mike and I are meant to be together and, and, and why you're here as well. I mean, I feel that it's a, it's a real blessing. That you're here. Yeah, you, yes. yeah, you guys. Well, praise the Lord. You guys, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you. I mean, you're in an, in, in an environment, you know, entertainment. There, it's so left leaning, and they're so full of devils in there. I mean, literally <laughs> oh, demons, yeah, the devil. Sold their soul to the devil. So thank you guys for fighting for you, fighting your fight. You know, we all have a fight to. to 
to, to fight. And we all have a battle. We all have an armor. We all have God's armor. If you let him help you and to, to get involved. I mean, that's why I joined Project Veritas back in you know 2018. I, I wanted to get involved. I don't want to just sit on the sidelines. And you see, that's what the enemy wants in this country. He wants us to feel hopeless. He wants us to just give up. He wants us to put down our armor and just watch some Netflix and give up on this country and say, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. it's going to hell in a handbasket. That is the most demonic thing you can say. And that is such a cowardly thing to say. Whereas the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. They will fight and they will get up and they will go out and when these big animals in front of him and he'll say, I don't care, I'm going to take you down. These We have giants in our land. You know, we have Goliaths of every sort. You know, we have a giant, just like David in the Bible killed Goliath and it was, it, it, no one thought he was going to win except him and God. He had the faith and God met him at his faith when he threw that stone to, to, to kill the giant. And in our country, we have many giants. We have the giant of media. Oh, yeah. We have the giant of television, right? We have the giant of our culture, which yep. is demonic. We have the giant of, of you know journalism and obviously media. You have the you have the education. giant of the government, giant of exactly education, yeah. public school system. Yeah. You have yes. massive giants. Uh, you have your giant of false prophets, which is the media, right? So you, we're, we're coming against giants, but there are a few remnant people in this country who are as bold as the lion. For example, like Governor Ron DeSantis, you know, you have Governor Christie, you have President Trump, who are like, you know what? No, we're not going to give up. We're going to fight for this country. We don't care if we have a few pebbles in our pocket we're going to fight with god to take this country back and let me tell you we don't need uh, we don't need millions of people to do this you know the bible had one person change a whole nation you had queen esther change the whole nation of persia uh, which is iran um you have uh, moses one man who delivered all of god's people that were enslaved one man Right, you, it just takes one. But what's cool about the new covenant with Jesus, you don't need to, God won't just use one. He'll use five, he'll use 10, he'll use 20. And those that are willing to fight, those who are as bold as a lion, those God will use, those will be honored, and those will take this country back. And it's not over. Yeah, that's interesting. No, that's great. That's great you say that because uh, we have quite a fight. And uh, that 3% uh, that took over in 1776. I mean, we're fighting up uh, against people that if you if you start even to, like what we're talking about right now, you'll look at like us like we're coming from Mars, even though they're they're just being led down the down a down a primrose path. They have no idea that this country in in, in twenty years will not even look the same. Well, if if we can make it without without World War Three with Russia, I mean. How, how do you feel about that, the, the Russian, the Russian uh, Ukraine situation, Anna? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking, obviously, because I'm Russian. Uh, my dad is Ukrainian. I, my oh, uncles from yeah. my dad's side live in Ukraine. Um, actually, my, my, my youngest uncle, he's, he's tw- 25 years old. He signed up for the army, you know, and he's fighting Russia. Mm. And I'm just like, what is happening? Huh. You know, and I'm in prayer and I'm fasting. The Lord said he'll be fine. Just keep praying for him. Thank God he's, he's fine. But... It's it you know there's so much misinformation out there. I mean, you have a corrupt government in Ukraine. Obviously, you have you know George Soros backing it up and Hillary Clinton backing Ugh. up Ukraine. I'm thinking, wait, what the heck is going on? Wait a second. But I mean, at the same time, you know, there's Putin is there's there's some good that he does, and there's also some evil he does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to tell which ones are false flags where you know it's kind of brought upon by Ukraine. But at the same time, there there have been um, bombs and, and missiles that have dropped on residential areas, like my, my uncle's area. He was literally in the basement with his wife and brand new baby, you know, newborn baby in the basement as the buildings were being bombed around him. That's a residential area. And I'm thinking, Putin, what the hell are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Right. So 
So I, I don't know. There's a lot of theories out there. Some of them are conspiracy. Some of them, I'm sure, are true. But I, I don't know. I, I, I just mean, I'm not a fan of Ukraine. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, the Ukraine. Government. I mean, they, they, they basically Obama and the CIA and George Soros overthrew Russia. I mean, overthrew overthrew uh, Kiev in 2014. Which led to this mess today, you know. And then they had the Minsk agreements that they, the Ukraine actually signed their agreements, but they they never were going to live by those agreements. So you know, basically, you're dealing with a, a devilish side of Ukraine too. Not that Putin is definitely not an angel, and he's a criminal. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's we're, former we're, KGB. Yeah, but yes, oh, yeah. so that's where we go with that. But it, yeah. the, Ukraine is no no gem of the, democracy. And when when everybody was clapping. When, when Zelensky was here uh, about a month ago or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it was just so sad to see everybody clapping for such a, a terrible person that's actually trying to start World War III. I mean, that, that's how corrupt our government. They're actually clapping for a guy that's trying to start World War III. I know, and he even said that he won't do a ceasefire even doing, you know, Russian New Year right. or Russian Christmas, which is January 7th that just passed. But I agree with you, Pat. And and they, and the thing is, is that, um, you know, with with... There's there's ways to help a country and there's ways to to I guess uh, take back a country right For, if it was Putin's point of view then then just bombing people you you have a lot of people that are actually homeless that are refugees a lot of them are in Poland I had my pastors uh, flew out to Poland and were ministering to the pastors that were ministering to the refugees because the, the pastors are exhausted right. the, the, the community is exhausted taking in these you know hundreds of thousands of refugees you have people misplaced people lose completely lost their homes you know it, it, it's it's sad because the people that lose are the citizens they're the regular people yeah, just right. living their life on the countryside farmers you have people in this in the cities listen i've been in i was in ukraine uh, back in 2015 after i filmed survivor i went to visit my family and i remember buying a delicious dinner for a dollar fifty, I mean a wow. huge plate food. I mean it was so impoverished. Obviously, <laughs> no, you know you you can buy a beautiful apartment for pennies. And yeah. So now it's obviously worth even less. But but it's it was a struggling community. Obviously, terrible government, very corrupt government. And there's just ways to do it without actually killing hundreds of thousands of people and, and displacing them as well. Well, now Zelensky is basically he's he's well he's he's pushing churches out. He's canceling. Uh, yeah. You know, he's locking down on media and and you know people mm-hmm. going to church and religion and yeah. you know a lot of but but you don't hear that on mainstream. They're not they didn't say that in Congress. You know oh we're going to uh-uh. stand up for, no 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 mention of what he's doing there and it's all this stuff by design. You know you know like we're talking about we always thought it's like yeah you know, this I, is, I, I don't even know why we're there because I mean after the Soviet Union broke up in 1991, first off NATO sh- probably should have been disbanded then, but you know all right they're still here, but. They had thir- they took thirteen countries from the old Soviet Union. So what? Now Russia's pushing back with Ukraine. I mean, I think that you know we're pushing them a little too far, and I think we're really getting ourselves in, in something that is there's there's no good ending to this. What right now there's no good yeah. ending. Where hopefully it doesn't go to the that ending, that the, the worst ending. But I mean, there's going to be there's going to going to be no good ending. No, I agree. No. I agree. It's and that's why I continue to pray for both countries because both countries they're 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 sisters. I mean, they really are yeah. sisters. Yeah. Uh, Ukraine it used to it used to all be Russia. It used to be one country, and the you know, and then Ukraine broke off, and you know, after the Soviet Union, uh, the you know, collapsed, quote unquote. And by the way, the 1991 quote unquote collapsed. Um, Gorbachev still very much implemented communist uh, ideology. Even though, you know, and here's, and this is, this is such a, um, 
you know, art of war scenario where you feign weakness when you are strong. In fact, you know, the, a lot of, again, the, the communist mentality, the communist ways of doing things, it just seemed like it went away, but he never changed it. You know, they, they were journalists and, and historians that flew in from around the world to expose the communism and, and, and Lenin and Stalin, and he didn't let them look into the archives. I mean, there was very limited information they got. You think that he'd want to expose it all? No, because he rebranded themselves. They rebranded themselves. And it's still very much, a, unfortunately, a very communist country. And it, just because the Iron f- Curtain fell, you know, here is America saying, oh, communism is over. We defeated <laughs> right. it. Woo, we won. Yeah. Meanwhile, it actually hasn't. And it, it's just the leopard changing its, 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 its yeah. you know, its stripes. But um, a zebra chain to your stripes, but I mean that's kind of how it is. Feign weakness when you're strong, and it's still a very, unfortunately, very communist country. It's gotten better in a few ways, but it's still very, uh, very bad there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's run by gangsters, just like, just like. That's a, right. I mean, but they, but they're out in the open there. They, whereas they America's <laughs> gangsters, they're 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 cloak and dagger, more cloak and dagger. Yeah, American yeah. gangsters are wearing are wearing a suit and yes. a badge. Yeah, so and, they're in the, whereas, and they're in Congress. That's right. <laughs> And, and the White House. The yes, yes, yes. Yeah, right. Oh, our beloved Kamala Harris. And they're, hey, uh, and, and, and they're, and they're the banksters right now. And then the, I don't know what's going on with this economy right now. That, that's a, a, a disaster right now. This $1.7 trillion uh, omnibus bill. I'm, I'm sure you have some uh, oh, ideas man. on that or opinions on that, Anna, oh. right? Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, when, when Congress was trying to elect a, a, a House speaker, a speaker of the House, I just thought, yeah, we better if they just shut down completely. We don't need them. Yeah. We don't need them. It's better that they, they take a break, take a vacation for the next two years. We don't need them. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's crazy the amount yeah. of money we're just bleeding. Well, and yeah. uh, sad. The fact that they would... It's like you got a, you got a new babysitter coming in, right? The old babysitter, you found out she was abusing the kids. A couple of your kids got killed, and she was having loud parties and doing drugs. And you got a new babysitter coming in, and the old babysitter has a few suggestions before she leaves. And she says, I want you to follow these. Well, do you follow hers, or do you wait another month until you get the new babysitter? (laughs) I mean, really, right? Oh, let's pass this bill. Yeah, Congress is so corrupt right now. Let's just pass this. We're going to be in Congress. We're going to be official next month. But let's pass this bill anyway, even though we haven't read it. It's just ridiculous beyond belief. We have to start mocking that. We have to start mocking Congress continuously. I mean, with Nancy Pelosi. Wishing everybody a happy Schwanza. Remember, a happy ha- Schwanza. That is a combination of a Kwanza and, and, and a Schwanza, which would be a, a Jewish Kwanza version. Happy, I mean, is she, is she drunk half the time? I don't even know. Is she is she that dumb or is she that drunk? I mean, I try. Sometimes I wonder. I- yeah, I, I, I was laughing my butt off. I remember when uh, Joe Biden said, um, you know, reading the poems instead of reading the <laughs> psalms. I was like, this guy that has never opened up a Bible good. in his life. Oh, do like, you remember Obama? He's, <laughs> he's instead, instead of saying core, I said corpse. <laughs> I think it was the it was the this one of the like the Marine Corps. Somebody, and I see mm-hmm. corpse and he said it more than once. So it's like, that's yeah. what I really thought it meant. Yeah. Oh well, you, you know, to, to, like talking about public officials and exposing them and mocking them and also, you know, this is, again, one of the reasons why I joined Project Veritas in, in 2018, because I wanted to investigate the government that are saying one thing publicly, but privately they're making deals behind the table and then they're voting on behalf of their donors and the big money, right. and the, big, the big pharmaceuticals and all of that. So that, that, that was something, you know, regarding the army as well. I mean, I wanted to, to, to serve this country, but I didn't want to strap on a, a gun and I want to 
go to <laughs> right. war. You know, I was like, let yeah. me do something else. So I was <laughs> fortunate, fortunate enough to meet um, James O'Keefe and, and, you know, and got involved in that and felt the media you know, backlash on that too. Um, oh, I'll bet. A oh, yeah. and all that. Now right. you, you were not, before you did Project Veritas, you were basically yeah. previously not a skeptic of what people say. I was not. Wow. So you were, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I believe the media. I did not think anything nefarious about them. I was very apolitical. Right. I didn't, watch CNN. I didn't know anything that was going on. I remember, I, you know, look, I'm going to be honest, I voted for Obama yeah, for the you, first yeah, time. You were de- basically living like a Democrat, like one of the, yeah. I was living like a Democrat, totally. Yeah. But in 2012, I did not vote for him again um, because I, he bailed out the banks and I thought to myself, huh, that's like socialism. You're not, you're not supposed to do that. So I didn't vote for him the second time. Good. You know, I had a little bit, so even though I was a Democrat liberal, you could say, I, it, deep down, I knew that socialism and communism is evil. Right. Thank God I had that foundation because right. once I started waking up, I started realizing that Democrats are not just pushing, you know, these, just these little, you know, very slight liberal views. No, they're pushing socialist, communist yes. ideology. Openly. If they're completely, in, openly, openly, the yeah. Green New Deal. The Green New Deal is one of the most demonic oh bills gosh. they can ever put forward yeah. or laws they can put forward. Because, for example, in Russia, what did Stalin and Lenin do? The first thing that they did, Stalin actually copied Lenin. Lenin came in, besides rounding up, you know, the, 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 the free thinkers, the doctors and the lawyers and everyone that's smart and can think for themselves, he started rounding up farmers. But in farmlands, what he would do is he took out all the crops and he killed the livestock. He quote unquote took them to redistribute them around the country. No, they died. No one knew how to take care of them. They died. So what happened was people starved to death. That was the majority of the deaths in Russia. They starved to death. Stalin copied Lenin in Ukraine, did the same thing with the crops and the animals. In one year, it's estimated over 10 million Ukrainians starved to death. That's like the minimum yeah. projection, right? So you have the same thing with the Green New Deal where they're like, oh, no, no cows, no animals, oh, methane gas. They're doing, it's the mm-hmm. same communist bull crap right. that they did in Russia and all over the world and China as well. Uh, and it's so obviously communism. Yeah, it's with a different, it's like, it's almost like I say too, like the Nazis, you know, the Democrats are using so many of the Nazis propaganda tactics. Yes. But then people misunderstand. Oh, they're Nazis. Or I was like, no, no, no. I'm not. They're not Nazis. They're not against Jews. They're not. They yeah. are using the tactic. I mean, Joseph Goebbels could have written the Democrat handbook. <laughs> really? Yeah. Propaganda. Here's how you do these. It's very simple. You know. Uh, but it, yeah, exactly. But it, and it's it's really crazy. But you, yeah. So you were really just a really nice, happy. I mean, you weren't like yeah. a cigar chewing, you know, a cursing yeah. like a sailor kind of atheist, were you? Uh, no. Uh, well, <laughs> I I I do say and categorize myself as a pretty stubborn atheist. I mean, I was always mocking my mom always making fun of Christians. Anytime you said you're a Christian, I thought, oh my goodness, this person's insane. Oh, right. you worship Sky Daddy? I mean, I would literally oh boy, say I've that. I've heard that one, Sky Daddy. You worship yeah. Sky Daddy. Daddy. You were, so I wasn't, in the, I wasn't where I was like, you know, like cool with Christian. Like, oh yeah, I could believe whatever you would. No, I, I was a staunch atheist. So the fact that I'm even a Christian is specifically a minister of the gospel. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, an evangelist. I've serve the Lord. I mean, that's my job. You know, I'm, I'm an evangelist. Uh, I work for the best boss in the world. Hallelujah. But 
You tell me this 10 years ago that I would be a Christian, but not just a Christian, like a minister and traveling, you know, talking about Jesus on television everywhere, like on, you know, all over the world. I would say you're absolutely out of your mind. There is no shot. But that is the the transition and the transformation and the encounter I had where it is undeniable. You know, I had an encounter with Jesus. Yeah, again, I would make fun of someone telling me that, but I'm, I'm, I know for my, myself, I had an encounter with Jesus. He showed me heaven and he showed me hell. He showed me hell in a dream and heaven was, was actually like a real life experience. It was unbelievable. I was shocked to find out that heaven and hell is real. I, I was shocked. I thought, wait, what? Wait, this is this is something. You know, I used to be a poker player. I gambled for a living. Yeah. See, when you live this life and you say, oh, I don't care if God's real. I, I heard people tell me this. I said, well, if, if, you, if I could show you the facts and you have an encounter with God and you know that Jesus is real, would you follow him? There's a decent amount of atheists that would say, nope, even if he's real, yes, I don't right. care. That is shocking yeah. because you're gambling your eternity. Right. And I mean, I'm a, I was a gambler, but I'm not a gambler with my eternity. I mean, hell is not a place to joke around about. It's not a laughing matter. It is horrible. I mean, the Bible, the Bible talks about it. It talks about the torment and the, and the anguish. You know, things that you experience in the spirit, when, when, like when we're out of our body and we're just our spirit man, which is who we really are, the pain and the sensations of smell, taste, pain, it is increased to another level. So you talk about pain, the worst pain you had in this world, right? The worst, imagine that times maybe 10,000 every single moment for all of your eternity. It's not worth it. So here's what I tell atheists all the time. And I'll, 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 you know, I'll kind of end with this. I'm happy to talk more about it. But I would say this. I said, don't be stubborn like me because God had to break me. He had to take everything away from me, my relationships, my money, my, my ideology. My, he shook my world to the point where it was just me and him. And I finally looked up. I finally asked God, if you're real, I want to know you. Show me because I can't do this anymore. I had to be to the point where I was broken. Mm-hmm. So I always say this too. Humble yourself. I know it's hard, but just ask. Just say, God, if you're real, show me you're real because that's what I said. And it changed my life. So, you know, I'm sure there's people listening. Oh, yeah, there's no way. I'm so convinced. Listen, what if there's a little tiny chance that you're wrong? That little tiny 1% or 0.000, that's not worth gambling your eternity. Just ask, hey, God, okay. And now I'm not talking in a mocking way like, oh, yeah, Jesus, you're real. Show me you're real. No, I'm saying genuinely say, okay, God, listen, I'll I'll, I'll give you a chance. Okay, if you're real, show me you're real. Boom. Just watch what happens. I'm telling you, it changed my life. Well, our society and Hollywood and all these, uh, the social media, everything you see and hear today has made it so easy to not believe because it's it, it's nowhere. It's not really, I mean, yeah. even 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 our beloved Trump, remember when he was, <laughs> I love the Bible, he would carry it with him, and, and then all of a sudden it stopped. Yeah, He stopped doing that. I didn't like that. Uh, I think he should have yeah. continued. I, Did I, you notice so, that? Sometimes he... He has a Trump. I mean, as much as you know, he's he was a good president. Sometimes he's a little bit too arrogant, if that makes sense. That he's a little too, sure. a little too a, a narcissist. I mean, he he's not on the the Obama level, but he's got a little bit of that. Excuse chip on me. His shoulder. Excuse me. <laughs> I come from a wealthy family. No one ever questioned me in my business. Okay. When yeah, you we live know like you were that, born, you, were, you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. That's for that's sure. That's right. That's right. Excuse me. <laughs> you know his his dad. His dad used to do business with um with uh, a real estate that lived you know that was stationed I should say right right on my uh, build you know my, my block um in, in Brighton Beach. I mean his his dad was from what I hear a, a wonderful man. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously Donald 
it far exceeded his dad. I think his, his dad's name was Frank. Far exceeded his dad and did, you know, obviously was, was really successful. Here's the thing, though, with, 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 with Trump is that, see, that kind of pride and arrogance, even though he's super successful in business and a big celebrity and everyone loves him, see, that builds on your ego. That, that, yeah. pull, that pushes in more pride. Deep down, he's a big heart and he's a sweet person. That, that is who he is. But obviously in the world, you can start kind of going the wrong way. But that's yeah. why God is humbling him right now. Yeah. He's being so humble. The FBI, you know, raiding him and the media attacking him. And this man has been so humbled mm. and is continually going to be humbled to the point where he's going to be on his knees. And I do believe he believes in God. But I'm saying to the point where it's like that that pride and arrogance is broken because we need a man who is confident, strong, conv- fully full of conviction in who God is and who he is and what he needs to do for the country, but also be sweet and humble, have that loving side of him that will be able to connect with the left. Like John Bol- that sounds like John Bolton. Uh, I was going to say like DeSantis. <laughs> you don't get that? It's a bad, that was a bad joke, yes. John Bolton. Like DeSantis, like John I know, Bolton. Yeah. He, I think <laughs> that guy talk about talk about arrogant. I mean, he thinks he, you know, he, he thinks he's running the world, even even though he's he has he barely has a job. The guy, he thinks he's running the whole show. He thinks he's running America. John and, and, and Bolton. The far, John Bolton was the uh, UN ambassador to America. And yeah, he was, uh, but he, he's yeah, gone. But he, yeah, but yeah, but he's always he's always he's trying to run for president to, to block Trump supposedly. Oh, yeah. He oh yeah, that I hadn't heard. Oh okay, yeah sure. You mean, yeah, yeah. You mean Mr. Mustache? Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mustache. Mr. Mustache. <laughs> Mr. Shakey's Pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what a joke that he guy. He looks like a cartoon character. Yes, he, he, does. Does. Yes, he does. I'm trying to think of who he looks like, but you're right. Just like Governor Ron DeSantis, who is confident, bold, and strong, and yes. courageous like Joshua in the Bible, but at the same time, he's got that sweet, beautiful heart where he doesn't, he doesn't ooze arrogance. No, no, that's, and that's, that's the thing. That's the thing, what I keep saying, you know, about Trump. That's the difference. It's like, okay, so I I come from, see, Trump comes from a lot of money, a lot of, you know, everything he wants, he ran businesses, he was the boss. Nobody ever questioned him. He was open right. to talk to people. But, you know, in that, in that environment, you can develop your own little ticks and tweaks and all this stuff because nobody challenges you and nobody says, hey, Donald, maybe if you uh, didn't speak so kind of weird like this, I don't know. Uh, you know nobody ever came up to you. Excuse me. Uh, whereas you got DeSantis. This is why I keep saying it. it's like. If, if DeSantis gets in, he's going to screw the whole game up because he is me without the eccentricities, really. And uh, I, I, I do. I think if he gets in, he's, it's really going to be a problem for Trump. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. but uh, Yeah, I mean, and I think that the problem with Trump right now is, and DeSantis and the media could actually potentially bring Biden back into us. I know it sounds crazy, and it's awful to think about, it's like Groundhog's Day. He, he could, they could actually win uh, the, the presidency again. I mean, it's possible. There's so much dissension with the Republican Party. Oh, that, that would, well, that that would, would be, be God breaking that would be America. <laughs> that would be the, that would yeah. be the most awful thing. Yeah. They had to see him another four. Well, I don't know if he'd make another four years, but just to even for him to win the 2024 election would be would be a pain that I, I don't. Most people just. Just can't live with. Honestly, I, 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 I don't enough. think it's going to get that far. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think it's going to go that far. I think in twenty twenty four, I think it's going to go back to us. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a, a radical like, wait, what happened? How did this happen? But look, you have people, Democrats on the other side, who there's a lot of them that cannot stand Joe Biden. They don't even like Kamala Harris. I mean, I'm, oh, right. my, my 
my um, one of my ex-boyfriends, super, super, super liberal, you know, atheist, hates Trump. He's not a conservative, super liberal, right? Even he told a friend of mine who got back to me that he said, if, if right now, if President Trump was running against Joe Biden, he would vote for President Trump. Wow. Okay, and he's super, super lefty and, and Democrat. You know? So there's a lot of people that are, he's completely disenfranchised in the Democrat party that are just tired of Joe Biden, Kamala, and they're just, they're, they're just a bobbling laughing head around the world. Yeah, they're and a laughing so, stock of, 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 the, of, they've made a fools of themselves now. What do you think about this, uh, this the FBI finding out about his um, classified uh, documents that he had at, at the, so, the so-called Biden think tank, which, which I, I, I consider an outhouse, basically? The yeah, think tank, his Bi- Biden, yeah. the Biden what, think tank. What an oxymoron. Word, what, yeah, that's an oxymoron, <laughs> right, right. Hey, it's my think tank. Yeah, hey, it's out in the outhouse. That's about the only time he's paid. Back off, pal. Back off, pal. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I will. You know, it's it's not surprising, obviously, and I wouldn't be surprised if Obama had a ton of classified documents in his cellar <laughs> yeah, as well. He does. Oh yeah. Uh, and Hillary Clinton, you know, still burning them up so she can get rid of her evidence. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know, need I, another log. <laughs> need another log on this fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was like a really funny tweet I saw, um, and I shared it. I remember it went viral. So, do you remember her? Um, you know, in 2016, when when Trump won, and she had her confetti ready to celebrate. You know, the <laughs> yeah. breaking the glass ceiling, all the confetti that fell. Someone said, "Oh, that's her 30,000 emails." <laughs> <laughs> it was like, but you know, I, I'm not surprised. I, I'm not surprised at all. Um, but I want to get back to saying something about about Donald Trump. And imagine, like you were saying, being so beloved in as a celebrity, as a businessman, no one ever saying no to you everyone always you know brown nosing yeah. you or, or, or respecting you and all of that to come to a place where you're doing something good for the country but everyone is attacking you not just american media the the whole world's media is coming against you everything you say is twisted yeah. everything you say is wrong coming from a place where you're so loved to the media your your friends now your news channels that you've been on many many times oprah hoping you run for president here you are running president <laughs> now and no one respects you yeah, it is such. I mean, I had a little, little, tiny, tiny taste of that. I mean, super, super tiny. You know, with with being loved in Survivor and poker, and then all of a sudden, I am the worst enemy in the world. Where you know, it just the media attack, all of it. I mean, I experienced it to a very, very tiny, insignificant level, and it was hard. You guys, it was not easy. Even in, even last year, when the New York Times wrote a hit piece on me, calling me a honeypot for James O'Keefe mm. with Project Veritas, when I was like, what's a honeypot? You know, a honeypot uses sex to set people up and destroy their, <laughs> right. their lives. I was like, what? I mean, I fell off my chair. I said, sex? I didn't even, like, touch anyone or kiss anyone. You know what I'm talking about? I'm a Christian. I literally was a Christian then. I'm like, even if I wasn't a Christian, I would never do that for a story. Like, hello. Yeah. But, you know, they try to destroy your reputation, destroy who you are, and with salacious accusations. And it can really, it can break oh, a person yes. down. Oh, yes. I know and people so commit him, suicide over it. Yes. Exactly. So it can either destroy you and where you commit suicide, or it makes you stronger. stronger. It yeah. makes you bolder. It makes you more humble. And that's what God, you know, has to do with him. You know, he has to humble him. But you see, I'm telling you, if yes. he went, went, and not if he comes back, when he comes back, because I know it sounds crazy, but let me tell you, I believe it. And I know God showed it. He's going to come back. And it's going to be a miracle. You know, it's going to be a straight up miracle. But I have faith he's going to come back. And when he comes back, he's going to be bolder, stronger, 
more humble. He's mm-hmm. going to be wiser with better discernment. He knows who in his advisory he can trust and not trust. Although I, I think that there are still some advisors about <laughs> Trump that, that need to go. Maybe a few. Um, there's maybe a few. Got to get him out. Maybe there's a few. I mean, Jared Kushner, he's, he's not coming back. Uh, if you can read between the lines, Ivanka said, oh, yeah, we're just going to spend family. No, no, no. There, there's a divide there. There's different agendas with, you know, Trump and Jared and you have, you know, Trump's uh-huh. agenda. They're, I wondered about that. If you read between that. the lines, they're not coming back. They're not going to be part of the new administration. Uh-huh. That's good because I don't trust Jared. There's something there. I just don't trust him. You have but to, anyway, yeah. God bless him. But but I don't trust him. Good. So you have you have Trump that's cleaning house and the Lord allowed him to see who he can trust and who he cannot trust. Yes around him because when he comes back we need him to have a better inner circle he's got to have more discernment he's yes, got to have more humility yes. and he's <laughs> going to be bolder even bolder than he was before because he has nothing to lose so that is the president we're gonna we're gonna get well i was too trusting before i was very <laughs> trusting i wanted to trust the people i was a nice guy i gave people a lot of chances and they screwed me over so but I'm not going to let that happen again. I, th- I think that's a great point, Anna. I, I like that. You know, it's like he's being humbled right now. It's like, okay, you had a, a great opportunity there, and you, you got a little out of control, so I had to yank you back a couple steps. Yeah. Uh, but I also think as much as he made a lot of bad decisions in his first with, with his, with his uh, help, so to speak, his aides, uh, I, I think the coronavirus kind of, I, I don't know. That, that I'll, I'll never understand where that corona. I mean, really, was it was it an accidental leak? Or was it a, a purposeful leak? I mean, and remember Fauci said in 2017 that uh, there's no doubt Donald Trump is going to have a, a pandemic to deal with. Well, these guys are like yeah. Nostradamus out there, you know. And then in 2020, oh, yeah. here comes the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, you well, didn't you know, know that I could predict the future as well. How do you think <laughs> that I I knew? I know how all this stuff works. The masks. You have to put the mask. You. <laughs> Anna, you know, now you know my my you know my, my brother-in-law was on uh, uh, Tucker Carlson. He, he was talking. He was the surgeon. If you heard that, uh, they went to the school, the high school, and, and gave a speech about the kids wearing the masks. And mm-hmm. he's a surgeon, and even I knew though. He, he's like, well, uh, he's like these masks. He's like, these masks. This is like trying. To, you're not going to stop a virus with this mask. It's like trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence, because those masks that you put on. They're only there to stop spittle from going forward. They are no, for nothing else. Nothing else. And the, uh, when, when you think about what I got away with, and, and, I'm, a, and I'm a doctor. Literally. And he's literally telling you the mask will maybe two or three. You are not breathing through the mask. You're breathing through the sides. Mm-hmm. It's the most ridiculous thing. I mean, what a hoodwink on the world. Yes, we got hoodwinked. Oh. And they're still people are still driving around their cars by themselves with, with the masks on. I mean, wow. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm in Florida. I, I'm literally the free state of Florida. I see people have a mask on driving around in their oh, car by gosh. themselves. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> you know, who would you vote for? <laughs> yeah, right. I wonder. I wonder. Um, you know, you had a good point when it comes to Trump and China. I, I if you if you listen to him really carefully, read between the lines. He doesn't want to start World War III with China, but it was obvious that they 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 leaked it out. It was obvious they released it. Yes. Um, I don't think it was accidental at all. It could have been, but regardless, it came out of Wuhan, China. Yes. Regardless, mm-hmm. it was a bioweapon that they created. And if you read between the lines, Trump actually said that. He's like, well, I don't know. China, it's a little weird. But he doesn't want to start World War III because of all these people that died. You could start a, a World yeah. War II with a biochemical oh, yeah. oh, weapon Oh, yes, easily. it could start easily, you know. Sure. It, easily. So he, he had to be careful. But me calling it the Kung Flu is not going to start World War Three. Okay, people, calm down, calm down. Oh, boy, they had a heyday with that, didn't they? He's mean. Go 
wrong, Fleur. It's racist. No, it isn't. It's a play on words. Get it? That's all it is. Sit down and shut up. Okay. <laughs> um, so true. Yeah. So, Anna, I wanted to, real quick here, though. Uh, we, we, you, you talked a lot about um, the social media, you know, because you have to, you know, I mean, the, you talked about the dopamine blast, which I, I, mm. which I love that because it's so true. And a lot of parents today, they don't realize that their children are basically doing drugs, and that is social media, video games, all of these things relief endorphins. And uh, games have even been compared almost to cocaine, the high that it can give. So when you start a child out on addictive things, uh, them growing up is quite often a total mess Mm because now they don't know where to go. They just got to keep that thing coming in that they knew since they were a kid. Dopamine. Oh, let's play this game. It's oh, let's do it. Oh, I got a like. Oh, I got a like. Oh, I got a like. Oh, somebody commented. It's. It's almost a poison. I almost feel like we weren't even designed to deal with all this. I 100% agree. And and what happens is it's like it's it's just this fast fix. So they're they're used to this this fast, quick uh, satisfaction. And unfortunately, life is not that way. No. Sometimes you have to work for something, and so they have like this instant gratification, yeah. and they get addicted to it. Where they they're planted to their phone, to their iPad. And I agree with you. There's so many parents that put their kids on an iPad because they want to entertain them. Because I get it. Look, my sister, I have. Four, three nephews about to have four because my sister's pregnant. Praise God. But, you know, <laughs> I, 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 they, they get bored. You know, little kids, they yeah. want to do something different. Thank God my sister does not put an iPad in front of them because there's such a difference in their behavior now. Yes. They're such good kids. Like, they don't even know, really know what a computer they, they have the computer where they put they, they, they watch their videos on how to make the Lego things. But that's it. I mean, they have maybe about 10 minutes on the computer a day. Like, well, that's, that's it. All, they don't have a phone. Great. They don't yeah. have an iPad. Good for her. Whereas you have so, people in America and, I, and around the world, they, they get tired. I get it. As a mom, I've seen it. I babysat my nephews and nieces. So I, I understand you get exhausted. Mm-hmm. But you can't go to that quick fix for you because it, it literally gets them addicted like i think it was steve jobs i'm pretty sure this is a true story it's like it goes I'm, i've heard it many times steve jobs never let his kids have an ipad ever yes i've I heard think that. he understood the dopamine the fact that it's addicted the likes all of it is created on social media to get you addicted because it's a business at the end of the day twitter i mean you want to go there you want to comment you want to see what people say and look twitter is my favorite social media that's where i'm most prevalent on um and i love it but at the same i had but i had a time where i said anna you're on twitter when you open your eyes in the morning when you close your eyes going to bed so i had to adjust myself <laughs> as well and get out of that system even though i have my phone i'm no longer addicted to it and it was honestly i fasted for my phone wow and and actually when i did when i did, when I, when I did project veritas james o'keefe said you need to turn off all your social media i said what he goes, you're going undercover right. and it can, it can, you, you can be outed, you can be spotted, people, you can be recognized, you need to get off of social media, can you please delete your, your, your stuff? And I deleted my Instagram, my friends thought I was nuts. I mean, I just got off Survivor, a year later, my Instagram's going crazy, my social media's going, and I, I just deleted it. And, Where'd and you I, go? I, I, <laughs> where, and that's where a lot of people say, where did you go? I, I, went, I, went, I went deep down underground, so, um, but yeah, it was worth it and it helped me get over that addiction as well, because it is like a cat. It's so true. It's, I mean, I, 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 was, I canceled my Facebook, uh, I want to say, three years ago. And uh, it, was, it was a hard choice because, you know, I, I mean, there were the, uh, I know a lot of people who are still on it who, who know that it's bad. They know it's addictive. They know it. But uh, clever Facebook, they take people with their businesses 
And they make it so convenient to just hook you up with this, hook you up with that. You don't need another app. We'll do it all here for you. So now yeah. all their info, all their clients, all their customers, everything is all web. You know, it's a big weave through Facebook. And now they can't get off because they wouldn't know how to do these things on their own without Facebook. And mm-hmm. Zuckerberg knew full well. I think there was, a, there was a report on this. He knew full well about the likes and, and the triggering endorphins and dopamine. He knew damn well what he was doing. And it's just so sad that, you know, like, yeah, I, I just, I don't think how we were, we were designed to deal uh, with all this stuff coming at us 24-7. It's, yeah. it's like living in a carnival. Like the metaverse, like trying to make us try to live in metaverse before we're actually in a metaverse. Yeah, I mean, our our lives have become this endless uh, uh, treadmill, this endless smorgasbord of 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 of, of entertainment. Uh, You know, and and I know you're younger, Anna, still, but you know, you when you were in Russia and Pat, you know, we grew up in the seventies. You you could want all you want. Oh, I want to see that movie. Well, you're not seeing it ever unless it oh, comes yeah. to a theater. Never. You're not seeing right. it. I want to hear that song. Well, you better hope they play it on the radio because mm-hmm. otherwise you're not hearing it unless you go and buy the album. That's it. And yeah, it's it's we're yeah, swimming it's, in it. It, it, right, and, and it comes back to again instant gratification, instant satisfaction. Yes. You know, instant satisfaction. Like even in the church, I, I see people go to church and they they want fast food Christianity. They they want to be there for ten minutes singing, ten minutes sermon. Okay, gotta go, gotta watch. You know, gotta watch yes. the football. Gotta do this. And it's this instant gratification. It's this fast food mentality of like, I want it now. I want it now. I want. I want just a cheap thing. I just want. It, I just want to satisfy. And I want to say and, I went to church. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Basically, I just yes. want to go check that box. I'm good. I live, you know, have a great day on Sunday, but I live like hell from Monday to Saturday, and right. I think I'm going to go to heaven. You're out of your dang mind. That yeah, is not, not that's happening. what we. Yeah. That's what I grew up with. I, we we yeah. we went to we went to. I was born again when I was 16 years old. My step uncle, okay, my my stepfather's well, not really a stepfather, more like a supervisor, but his his brother wasn't amazing. He was born again. So he, I was 16 at the time, and I used, they used to say, well, now I know, right? They used to send me over to Uncle Tim's on the weekends, right? <laughs> Let's get rid of him. Just send him over there. <laughs> Uncle Tim, the Bible thumper, right? And mm-hmm. so I would go with him, and I would go to these places, and to these, he'd take me to fellowship meetings, and I would, it was a great experience for me because I learned that my humor... And I always believed that humor, you know, there were a lot of foul comedians back then, too, and foul entertainers. And I thought, well, if you can do this without being foul, you have the best of both worlds. And I discovered that in those fellowships where I would just be with the people. And, I, and these were, I'm 16. These are grown adults, mm-hmm. and I'm making them laugh and having a good time and being, you know, I wasn't being filthy. But the point is that I, I was born again, and then I would go back home, right, to my home, and... There was no talk about God. So we'd go to church on Sunday, right? Yeah. We'd check that box. But then all through the rest of the week, there's no talk about God whatsoever. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing is that yeah. um, even even Christians, you know, we, we go to church once a week, but at home, you know, it's hell. It's all housebreaking. Those parents want to kill each other. No one talks about God. <laughs> yeah. And it's, 
it, it's sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've seen it over and over again, and I've seen kids that we've discipled and just poured into, and they're speaking in tongues, and they're, they love the Word of God, they love God, they love Jesus, and they come home, and their whole house is a mess. And then they go right back into their old mindset, their negative, uh. angry, you know, rebellious mindset. It's so important. That's why the Bible says it's important for, for, for kids to grow up with the Bible. When they get older, they won't depart from it. Yes. Because deep down, it's already in him. Those seeds of the truth are yeah. in his spirit. Right. And unfortunately, this is why it's so important, guys, to I'm tell, ha, find God and be open to him and, and go to church and find a good Holy Spirit-filled church. It will change your life, man. It changed my life. It was the most amazing thing. I have better discernment. I have better understanding. I have better wisdom. I have more wisdom by God's grace, you know. It's my whole life changed where I was living in a, in a bubble and I was living with blinders on. That's what the Bible says. If you don't know God, you're actually blind. You may not be blind in the natural realm, but you're blind in the physical realm and in the spiritual realm. You can't see. You don't, I used to make the worst decisions and I don't understand how. I look back at it. I'm like, how did you make that decision? It was so obvious the guy was a liar. It was so obvious. <laughs> well, because I was walking around with spiritual blinders on, I couldn't discern or see. Now, imagine having a little bit of discernment, which I did have a little bit. Now it's on a level where it's it's a spiritual discernment. I can I can sense people are operating lust and greed and covetousness. Mm-hmm. I, I I can recognize someone that is full of anger and hatred and jealousy, which I never saw that before until they betrayed me wow. to you know to the point where I was like, wait, how did I how did I not see this? It's so awesome and fun walking with God. I see families who were totally broken apart, about to get divorced. They both receive Jesus, and their whole family is like it's just it's it's a it's like light and darkness, like darkness to light. It's so amazing to see people transformed to who they really are which is a child of God and it's so easy like you were saying not to realize who you are because of what they're showing in movies and tell you have a te- you have a television show on TV called Lucifer okay Lucifer oh. you, you have nothing about Jesus you can't talk about Jesus in school you can't have Bible study you can't have prayer right. at all before you start the day I mean look, our our society was so much better in America in the 50s and 60s it was amazing you had prayer. You had you had a little, read a little bit of Bible in school. Let me tell you, I used to think the Bible was a bunch of hoo-ha, right? I used to think it was like totally fake news. But mm-hmm. I read it now. There's such wisdom. There's such truth. There's obviously history, but there's yeah. also such wisdom, especially the book of Proverbs. You can read one chapter a day. There's 31 chapters each month, and you'll you'll always pick something, pick some wisdom up from there. Like for example, you know how do you how do you react when someone hates you and yells at you? This is how you react. How do you deal with your parents? How do you deal with society? How do you deal with your own heart? It is such wisdom and it will transform your life to such a better, more joyful, more peaceful life uh, than walking in darkness and misery and hopelessness. Now, so. now I know that you have a, nice. Thank you. read, read nice. the Bible on, uh, on some of your channels. Uh, it was on YouTube as well. Was it on YouTube? I did see yes. some of your. Now, yes. you, you actually got a second strike on YouTube. What, what, tell us okay. what that was about. Yeah. Oh, the second strike on YouTube was, I think I had Julie Green on and she was talking about, you know, some prophecies. And then I had another guest on. Actually, she was my first strike. My second strike was talking about, uh, oh, yeah, it was it's this heavy metal cleanse that uh, a friend of mine was a doctor, Clayton. He came on my show to talk about this, this antidote, which really is an antidote to the jabs because it's a lot of heavy metals in there as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's seen autistic kids start talking. If you want to check it out, you can, it's therootbrands.com slash redo. Uh, if you want to, not to plug them, but I mean, they're a great product. I mean, I use it. So, um, but yeah, they're totally amazing. And that, they didn't like that because that's an antidote to the jabs. What do you mean? The vaccines are oh excellent. Oh my what are you talking about? gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah, so oh, that's wow. the reason. 
Did you come on and say uh, I'm a doctor? No, you didn't say I'm a doctor. It's like, you know, again, we're back to the water cooler thing. That's not their business. That's that's, that's everybody else. I mean, if if I read something online, I don't just go, ah, that's true. That's up to me as a free person to go, is it true or isn't it? And they're trying to remove that intentionally. And uh, it's, man, yeah. But, Michael, you know what it is? Everything always starts voluntary. (laughs) And if you notice their lingo, I remember back in March of 2020, I think it was March 17 when the whole, you know, you you just shut shut everything down for two weeks to slow the spread, right? I remember during those two weeks, I I was just having lunch, sitting on my couch in the living room, and I asked God, I just, and God is so good, he'll answer you. You know, he's amazing. So I said, God, is this the end? Is this it? Is this the beginning of tribulation, like it says in the book of Revelation? And the Lord said, no, it's not the end yet, but I'm preparing my people. But there will be, a, I heard this clearly, but there will be a second virus and, the, and, 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 the, and a vaccine will be mandatory or they won't be able to fly or go back to work. And I said, mandatory. I said, what do you mean? I, this is before anyone talked about a vaccine. I heard it. So I wrote it down in my notebook. I dated it. I, I have the journal. Wow, that's crazy. And so when they started coming out, and God is so good, he will warn his people. He, he always had prophets in the Bible. I'm not saying I'm a prophet, but the Bible, there's always, but God will speak to you when you're a child of God. The Bible says that anyone can prophesy with the Holy Spirit because it's God living in you, yes. right? So amen, when you're born again. So here's what happened. When the media started talking about voluntary vaccine, they kept saying it voluntary i said oh my god they're gonna make it mandatory and that's what they always it's a voluntary system and then it's mandatory for example with canada right now right canada is is glorifying euthanasia they are glorifying death and the doctors yeah you can it's voluntary euthanasia what happens when that is mandatory Mm -hmm. euthanasia Mm-hmm. Oh, that is they, always yeah, the next that's step. What, that's what they want to do to the Christians up there eventually, especially you know European Christians. Eventually, basically, they had five hundred thousand immigrants per year now, basically changing the, uh, the, the, the demographics of Canada. And eventually, they're going to try to euthanize people. Oh, he's you know he's one of those Trump supporters. We'll say I don't know, that's just you know one of those right wingers or one of those Christians. I think I could see this literally happen in the next 30, 40 years. This is what China did with, uh, with, with, with when everyone was sick. You had voluntary camps where you can go and get help. Then they started making it mandatory. Then they started coming to your house, taking you off the street, off yeah. out of your house, forcing you in there. So, you know, concentration camps. I mean, you know, Hitler made it mandatory. It was voluntary for people. And then they started going in your home and taking you out of your home, <laughs> taking you out of yeah. your basement. It was always, oh, with that lingo. Whenever you hear voluntary, uh-uh, mandatory is coming. Yeah. Right. We would prefer that you voluntarily stopped saying <laughs> this list of things because it offends us. Yeah. How many people are just giving up their rights of free speech and their rights to, to protest and everything else peacefully? But, you know, and they're... they're the, I, I always say the Democrats are always the first ones out there in the street fighting for whatever they want. The Republicans and conservatives are sitting back thinking about if they should make a move and what it should be. And by the time they get up out of their lazy boy, it's like too late. Democrats already fought and beat people up and took it. It's over. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but you know, that's what you do in war. You know, when you go against the laws of God and man, you're going to make progress immediately, no matter what, because you catch everybody by surprise. It's like, whoa, yeah. whoa. 
Yes. That's right. So that's what we've been dealing with. And now we're, ha- we're having to put it all back in, you know, we have to close Pandora's box. We have to close it. <laughs> and it's not going to be difficult. Not going to be easy, but we have to put, and there's going to be a big lock on the front and it's going to say Trump. Okay. All the way across. It's going to be in gold. Well, gold. I, I, I want to see how much, I, I'm concerned about this cheating, like the 2020 election. Trump oh, obviously man. won. I mean, that's yeah. what I, I, I believe Trump won. I know in my heart that he won. But uh-huh. it doesn't matter what I think. It, it, I, I, I think the Democrats have such a, a well, a ground game that is pretty, whether I like it or not, it's pretty, pretty impressive uh, with, the, with all the, uh, with the, the mail-in voting. And then they have the, uh, what are they, the 2,000 mules. I mean, I, I think you uh-huh. saw Dinesh D'Souza's movie, right? I, I was there. I, I was I was in Mar-a-Lago, and and honestly, I was a little bit disappointed with with the with the film. I mean, it's it's good, but there there's so much more that needs to be done. Obviously, now and, and they, they have they have done good in terms of like they've they've activated you know the sheriffs and gave them the information, and but it's it's just exactly oh, I don't know. It's, I just, that's it's like what, a raw yes. raw film. Yes, and that's not only the film, but I mean, I, I don't think enough is being done to try to stop the the cheating is. That's what's concerning. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, it's very, you know, oh yeah, you could every so often. It's another often you'll Goliath. Hear, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's another Goliath. Yes, it, yes. It's a system that has been uh, rolled out of, across this country, and just like Patrick Burns said, you don't need to steal the election in fifty states. You just need six swing states. Right. Roll out these machines and then take over the election. And like you're right, it was plainly obvious if you're watching television that Trump was so far ahead. It was absolutely asinine to think that he lost. Yes. When everyone went to bed, all of a sudden it goes right up to Joe Biden and, and Trump lost votes in states. I don't even know how that's possible, but it, it was beyond obvious. Um, yeah. And and, uh, and and you know, there's so many other prophets that prophesied. Kim Clement prophesied back in back in um, 2011 before Trump even ran. He said, "I see a tr- I see a Trump." winning presidency two times and guess what he did win two times <laughs> yes, he did win right, right. he technically won but they stole it but another thing too i mean i have a very very prophetic friends who even prophesied uh not specifically coronavirus but they said there, there's something there's there's a pandemic they said pandemic coming that is going to shut down major cities and they saw it back in 2010 the church thought they were crazy but they've been so spot on prophecies but what which what she saw as well and her husband saw as well was that this country is actually super red the entire country. I'm talking about California. Maybe not like. Well, actually, no, not a cities, lot of New York. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. But like, she's she's the Lord showed it was a landslide win for him. Not just a. It was a landslide red wave that happened, but they stole it. As we know, even in California. And I was like, California? She's like, yeah, California. Yeah, what, that, most of it's conservative. That's what Mike Lindell says, right, Mike? He won California, yep. right, Mike? He That's did. right. Yep. I have a new. <laughs> yeah, Mike. My, I am Mike Lindell. Listen, I have a new product. It's called My Fake Phone. Uh-huh. When the FBI pull you over, you hand them the My Fake Phone and watch them go after pl- apoplectic. <laughs> yeah. I threw, I threw, I threw you a softball, Mike. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Okay. All right. Do the thing. <laughs> do the yeah. thing. <laughs> um. No, this is great. I'm so happy to talk with you, Anna. It's amazing uh, what, what, what yeah, you've been through been and what you know. And, and you know, but well, lastly, I want to talk about the, the public information. Um, this is an amazing thing that I've watched unfold. You know, we've all have, but so many people have just been going along with it. They haven't really been paying attention to what they're agreeing to. And... You know, you, you, I watched one of your videos. You were talking about all how, how ways to protect your pub, public information, mm-hmm. 
And uh, it's amazing the the privacy issues that we're all forced, literally forced to deal with today. And we didn't authorize any of it. And then Mm. all they have to say is, well, you click to this agreement. It's like, why? Well, who's going to read that? In fact, that kind of stuff is not even held up in court. They said, well, you can't expect people to understand that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, well, it, it's it's great that you brought that up. I, I Like you said, I made a video of how to protect your personal information because here's what I didn't know. I learned a lot about this when I worked for Project Veritas. I, I was doing you know, OPSEC on people. I was doing, I was not just surveilling people and, and meeting them and, you know, coffee shops and stuff, but I was also doing research on them. You know, I looked at their LinkedIn, their Facebook, and I can easily, with a quick Google search, find out exactly where they live, mm-hmm. find out their phone number. Yeah. And there's no level of protection because what I found out is that when you even have mail sent to your house that's saying you know Anna Kate this is my address what what the government does is they they put it in in in, a, in the computer and after about two three pieces of mail that you get they realize oh Anna Kate lives here that's why she's getting mail and all of a sudden all that info is public information that goes on white pages on you know there's no white pages really you know that people give out anymore but online you go to white pages yellow pages you can go to you know searchpeople.com it's mm-hmm. all free it's all public information so when I, um, I, I, you know, I left Project Veritas, I, I started being a little bit more careful, but I still didn't implement things that I should have. So back last year when the New York Times hit piece came out on me, I had media coming to my house, knocking on my dad's door, my mom's oh, door, wow. my door. <laughs> Funny enough, the, it's, I kid you not, I was having breakfast. The Lord told me, Take, send, your mom to, send your mom to your sister's house. Literally. And I said, now. And I literally sent her out the day before the media came. She was she was gone. She <laughs> wow. was. Amazing. I mean, just it's so good to hear from the Lord, you guys. He's so amazing. He'll warn you all the time. So, but here I am. They knock on my door. I, I'm not there either. But my dad got a knock on the door. They talked to my dad. My dad said no comment. You know, my dad is just like, okay, I know this isn't true, but because you know, by the way, they, the New York Times hit piece. They it alleged. They didn't say my name in it, but they alleged that Project Veritas journalists investigated the FBI. Which was complete <laughs> fake news. We never, it's like investigating the CIA, or we're not idiots. We're not like spies. It's, 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 right. That's espionage. You know, we didn't yeah. investigate the DOD. Are you kidding me? Like, that's espionage. But so anyway, but it was totally a fake story. But you had BuzzFeed on my house. You know, you had all this. Oh, whatever. gosh. Can you, uh, so I can't I, even I, imagine. Uh, I can't and, even imagine. I, I would be, uh, uh, I'd be saying a few words to BuzzFeed if they ever showed up my door. <laughs> Let me tell you yeah. right now. <laughs> the Daily Mail was there. I was thinking, what in the world? My neighbors, I mean, I was just like, oh gosh. I, but I, I wondered, how do they get my house? How do, And I realized yeah. that all my public information, it's out there on the web. You just have to Google my name. And I thought, okay, there's got to be a way. i got to be more private. So I started reading books on how to protect your privacy. There's some great books out there. Really great. One of them that I recommend, it's um, uh, funny enough it's called how to disappear uh, and they they say this is not for criminals this is for regular americans maybe being stalked by someone maybe maybe yeah. your life is threatened you just want to be you know, just want more privacy how to disappear an excellent excellent book um that goes through the strategies and basically in the youtube video i go through how to become more more secure yeah good good because it you know it, it's that's there are crazy people out there that's <laughs> the that's the the environment we live in now today i mean there's yeah. no there's yeah no, have you ever heard of swatting? Yeah, swatting. Oh, of course. Yeah, of yeah, course. swatting. When I, I remember back in 2018 when I, when I was undercover, I remember, remember the time where people would just go out to get a cup of coffee like Candace Owens and there's this mob of people that come. Uh-huh. I remember it, it was, it, she's the governor now, um, governor, um, gosh, her, her dad, oh. I don't know why I have her. Yeah, Huckabee. I know 
Huckabee. Huckabee, thank you. Yeah. Governor Huckabee. All now, three of us. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, so she, she went to the store. All of a sudden, there's a mob outside. How did they find her? Well, when I infiltrated the communists, the DSA, the Democratic Socialist of America, the DC chapter, they use this app called Slack. And on this app, they would all keep, they're very highly organized. So what happens is they, they, let's say they see Candace Owens in the coffee shop on Wilbur and Tom Street. They'll put in the Slack memo. Anyone who's, and I've been, I was in the messages. I saw it. Hey, and I saw the messages saying, oh, there, there's Huckabee. Go get her now. She's on this corner. Who's ever free, go. And you have all these socialists who have no job, who's living in their mother's basement. And they run to that corner. And all of a sudden it looks like there's so many people that hate her. No, it's an organized communist mob there to dox you, there to, uh, to, to threaten you there to get you know force you to shut up and scare you and it's just it's a mob mentality and that's how they are they, they use you know things like slack and the reason that republicans and conservatives don't do that kind of mob stuff is because <laughs> they're more considerate they're more yeah. mature they're yeah, more thoughtful. Right. They're like chi- they're like children. A lot yeah, of the Democrats are a lot like children. Yeah. They are. They are. That's why. That's why. I mean, I'm in the business, right? An actor. So when I, whenever people say something like, "Oh, well, actors are just big children," they're actually correct. It's true, and that's a hard thing to get a hold of, and manage. Believe me. It is. But you know, Mike, it's not, you're, it, it is hard to manage. But the thing is, is that it's not all Democrats. It, it really isn't all. Um, well, we just say like, that. You know, we, I, I, no, I know, mostly, mostly. It's, it's, Most, just, just 99%. <laughs> but that was actually the biggest thing that God changed in, in my heart was when I went undercover, I thought, okay, Democrats are my enemies and the communists are my enemies and I hate them. And I, I, came, I came in with that mentality. And, and sh- obviously their ideology is my, is, my, is my enemy. And obviously there's a spiritual realm that's my enemy. And, and the God changed my heart because I realized most of these people, I'm t- I kid you not, even the socialists, communist organizations i would say 90 percent of them are just kind of like la 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 they're clueless they're they're clueless and some of the nicest people i kid you not it's true it is true but there is a small percentage that you can smell and you know they are radically sold out to the communist agenda and they are i I remember thinking this one guy if someone told him to kill me you know kill someone for a communism he would do it in a second he wouldn't even be that radical Mm -hmm. demon possessed okay but you have them a lot of them are just sweet are nice people but they don't realize that their ideology their solution that they have been spoon fed in school in the media and on television it doesn't work it doesn't work so if you just challenge them a little bit they realize I don't really have any legs I'm standing on. I've just been fed this. Right. It's just like, you know, um, Steve Crowder. Stephen Crowder has um, these tables change my mind. They sit down and they realize they don't have any legs that they're standing on. They're no. just regurgitating what they heard, but they don't really understand it, although they believe it. They don't know. There's no there's no there's no discernment there. There's no understanding. So, um, right. Yeah. It's, it's like looking so, at something yeah. and going, oh, I see that it works or, or, you know, I see it functions, but I don't know exactly yeah. how it works. Right. They're like, oh, well, Denmark is a socialist country. Yeah, well, fiscally, they're, you know, it's so, they're not. They're really not. So um, you have someone like Israel who takes 50% of your taxes and people are pissed. <laughs> oh, it's great. They have free health care. People I'm are pissed. I'm not touching they're, that one. <laughs> 50% taxes. 50% of your taxes. Wow. Yes, Israel. Your, the Jews. Uh, Israel. They, uh, I have family that lives in Israel. I'm half Jewish. You know, yeah, yeah, I know. That's, and they, you know, they're like, oh, well, it's a great system. Okay, well, you're paying 50% of your taxes. 
That's I was crazy. talking to Israeli. I'm like, that's crazy. We don't have that. Thank God I have my own business. So I have like, you know, I pay 10% of my taxes, thank God, and write-offs on top of it. Like, hallelujah. Thank God it's not. I just, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, pe- people just don't know better. And like you were saying, they're fools. They're, they're foolish, um, sentinel beings full of emotion and they're passionately wrong. Yeah. And so they can't even listen to anyone arguing with them because they're so passionately on fire for the devil. Unfortunately, they don't even know it. And it's all backed up by smoke and mirrors, entertainment, shows, computer effects, rap, music. It's all hidden and disguised yeah. and, and pushed in these ways. And it makes people just go along. They don't. They think this is just the way it is. It's yep. very sad. Yes, you're right. You're right. Once they're challenged, which is why you don't get to talk to them much because they don't want to be challenged because they know they're standing on a house of cards. They know it. This is why the solution is, in fact, the gospel. It's the truth. It's God. It's the, it's, see, people are so full of fear, especially with coronavirus. People are full of fear. Yes. They're full of hopelessness. They're full of depression. They're full of anxiety. They're full of these emotions of hatred and everyone's racist. And they're full of these demonic thoughts and feelings and emotions and spiritual beings, demons that are sitting on top of them, sitting in them. So they have no idea. Literally, that's the solution. It's, it's the gospel. It's Jesus. It's, hey, listen, brother and sister. Listen, I know you believe in this. Okay, that's fine. But let me tell you, God loves you. God has a plan for your life. You don't have to go loot. You don't have to go kill. You don't have to be a quote-unquote activist and, and, and rob people. No. God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. You know how many people I've seen? I'm telling you, I'm an evangelist. I, I see people all that they start crying. They start repenting. They start realizing they've been operating in hatred and in anger. Look, the spirit of racism, racism is, it's not surprising that the enemy in, in this country decided to use that because what, what that does, it's you can't forgive the white people because of what you've been through. So it fills up this anger, this bitterness, this unforgiveness. It's a spiritual thing. Then you're operating in blinders on hatred and anger and you start, your life falls apart. You're not destroying that. You're not helping. No. You know, you're not destroying the white people. You're destroying your own yes. life. And that is what the plan of the enemy is to destroy your life personally. Mm-hmm. When you destroy a community, then you can destroy a state. Then you can destroy a country. Yeah. It is all at the end of the day, evil from the pits of hell, but it's through communism. It's through, you know, communism, there's fear. They used fear. They used, you know, anger. They used hatred. They mm-hmm. used, you know, all the bigotry against, you know, the, 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 it was bigotry against believers, atheists, hate a lot of them, you know, communists, they're atheists. Yes. They're all atheists. Yeah. Cause if you can't believe in God, you got to believe in me. You got to trust me. Trust you got to put state, all your faith right? in me. Trust, trust, the state. State. trust me. As <laughs> and a worship this thing. But, and none of that works if, they don't have control of all the media. That's and, true. you know, back in the early days, it was easy, easy, right? You just control the newspaper and then radio. Simple. But they control the media through fear. Because if the media came against Lenin and Stalin, oop, the next day, they're yeah, you're hanging gone. from you're, a pole. That's right. Yep. You're gone. You're hanging from a pole or, or you just never found your body. It, they operate through fear. They operate through ruthlessness and, and, and merciless, mercilessness. So, you know, you have, you, but, but God is a solution, you guys, in this country. I, I have a friend who, who went into a BLM uh, parade oh, and um, she didn't have a, the Lord said, don't put a Trump shirt on. Don't, 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 don't <laughs> just have a, a, a yeah. righteousness in America shirt on. She went into there. There was this big, uh, they were actually, it was kind of like Occupy the Beverly Hills. It was, it was Occupy Beverly Hills. So they were sitting there. They're like, we're not leaving. And, uh, and they're all routing. You know, she could have came in there and been like, listen, you people are fools. You people are stupid. What are you doing? And they would have, it would have been war. Instead, she loved on them. She said, hey, God bless you. You know, Jesus loves you and this and that. She was sort of praying for the leader who's got a, a megaphone in her hand. 
and was just standing there loving on her, not judging her, not arguing with her, not being a fool like them. And all of a sudden, this BLM leader looks at her. This is, my, this is my pastor. She looks at my pastor and she says, you know, here, why don't you say a word to them? Here, here's the megaphone. She gave her the megaphone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so what my pastor did with these, all these people standing there, because the, the BLM leader is talking about death. She said, we're not, we're going to die. We're, we're not, if we don't have justice, we're going to die for it. We're going to die. We're going to die. And, right. she, and my pastor started speaking life because the devil speaks death, but God speaks life. He speaks hope. He speaks the future. He speaks peace and love and joy. So she started preaching life over them. She shared the gospel with them. And she looked at the BLM leader and she said, I want to adopt you. Can I adopt you uh, into my spiritual family? Because this girl... But you, you know what the BLM leader said? She goes, I would love that because I'm an orphan. Oh, wow. Huh. Wow. wow. I have my friend in Project Veritas. I infiltrated the communist organization, DSA. My friend infiltrated Antifa, Portland Antifa, for nine months. He was deep undercover. Wow. And you know what he told me? He said, this is where I tell you God changed my heart and my, my, my outlook on life and my outlook on even the Democrats as well. Now, not to say that I agree with their politics, but there's a person, there's a human being in there. So my friend infiltrated Antifa. He said, you'll be, he called me one day. He said, I'm shocked. He said, you're going to be shocked. He said, sit down. I said, what? He goes, you know that the majority of the Antifa leaders and the community, he goes, most of them never had a father growing up. Mm-hmm. Never oh, had that. a father yes. growing up. So it's this gang mentality where you don't mm-hmm. have a family, so you look for a family outside the home. You have a clique that you right. click into. Also, there's an Antifa clique. You start meeting together, their ideology, their teach, and that's how you get brainwashed, you get radicalized, and then you get, um, you know, you get militarized. So, yeah. unfortunately, again, not to make an excuse for them, but at the same time, these people are so lost. They're so broken. They don't know up, down, left from right. They, they easily believe anything that feeds their emotions, that gives them some kind of love and support. And unfortunately, they're surrounded by people who hate them, who just want to use them. They're useful idiots. Yes. And that's why the answer is the gospel. It's the truth of who they really are. It will break the walls. It will take off the blinders and it will change their life and also change the country. Well said. Thank you. Wow. That's great. That is so well said. Thank you, Anna. Uh, Pat, do you have anything else? No, nah, I mean, that, that pretty much nails it. You know, I, I mean, mean we could go we're, on. We're in, for, but... we're in for a big fight with these Democrats and liberals and Islam and the atheists. Uh... Uh, we're, we're in it for a, 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 a real, this is kind of a crescendo area, a, a, a real a real inflection point in history. And and it's great yeah. to have Anna on our side. Uh, she's a, a, she's a, real, a, real, a real fighter. If I can, I would love to end with this and just encourage you guys and say, listen, it is so easy. I've been there. I've been there where I was the opposite side of the coin, where I was like, oh, I hate Democrats. Oh, they're stupid. They're foolish. And I would tweet at them and I would yell at them when I would see them. It's so easy to have these. You know, it's like the Lord showed me it's the same. It's a different side of the same coin. The bitterness and anger and the unforgiveness on the left, a lot of it, I see it on the right and it's so unfortunate, that anger, that, and I, I understand why we're angry. I get it. They stole things from us. They're a lie. I get it. But if you, the Bible says, don't respond evil with evil. You respond evil with good. And it's impossible, let me tell you, without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible without God to be loving on people that hate you, right? But at the end of the day, the Bible also says that we battle not against flesh and blood. Our battle is not against human beings. Our battle are against principalities, demons that we don't see. It's the devil trying to take everyone to hell because this life is short. You know, you can be a Trump supporter, do all the right things, be a conservative, live a quote unquote successful good life, but go straight to hell. 
If you don't have Jesus in your heart, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you, and it might sound crazy. I used to think it was too, but all I have is Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I want to know you. Be God of my life. Help me. I want to have better discernment. I want to know how to handle my husband. I want to know how to deal with my kids. I want to know how to talk to my wife. I want to have a, a more peaceful, more joyful life. I'm miserable. I have everything, but I'm miserable. It's because you don't have God. And God is so good to fill the gaps in your heart and fix this nation. And it's not over. So I continue to pray for this country and I speak life over this country. People, I used to say, oh, California. Oh, ha ha ha. God checked my heart. He said, what are you doing, daughter? That is, you're speaking communism over California. The Bible says, careful what you speak because you're either going to bring life or bring death. You can either bless yourself or bless your home and bless your friends and bless your country or curse your country and curse yourself and curse your, your own family. So I speak life over this country. I speak that Trump is going to come back in Jesus' name. I speak life over California, the beautiful state of California, beautiful state of New York. It's going to come back to our kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. I speak life over Michael and Pat. I speak life over the viewers. I speak it is not over. It, there's so much more to do for God. There's so much love and joy. And, and, and suddenly God said, I'll end with this. God said this is the, this 2023, it's going to be justice and judgment. It's going to be justice and judgment. His people, the ones who call Yeshua and Jesus and know God, not a religion. I'm talking about a relationship with God, okay? I'm talking about a relationship with God. Those that know God are and are in God's camp, we are we're not going to be touched. But those who are angry and bitter left and right that are full of anger and bitterness and, and frustration and all, they're going to be wiped out in judgment. There is a judgment coming. And I'm telling you, this is the time you want to be right with God. You want to be right. You want to say, Jesus, forgive me. I believe you. Cleanse me. I said, come into my heart. That's all. And he will literally change your life and you'll be on God's side. Because I'm telling you, there's people on the right I'm telling you right now, there, there's, 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 and as, as we know, rhinos, you know, Republican rhino, but I, I'm not even just talking about the rhinos. Oh, no. I'm talking about people on the right that are lying to people, that are deceiving people, that are greedy and covetous and whatever, might have the best intentions, but are evil to the core. And, and I'm telling you, they're going to be wiped out. You're going to see, and this is what the Lord said too, you're going to see people drop dead suddenly, pe- dropping dead. And it's not going to just be the vaccine. It's not going to be the jab. It's going to be God's judgment. So watch. And there are going to be people that are going to repent. The Lord showed this as well. Last thing I'll say is this. God showed there's going to be people who are going to confess what they did. There's actually two people the Lord highlighted. There's going to be two people, that are going to, at least two, that are going to confess what they did. But let me tell you, it's either one of two things. It's either jail, because they're going to face a consequence. It's either going to be jail or death. And the ones that don't repent, I mean, it's death. But the ones that do, it's still going to be jail, because there's a lot of people that deserve to go to jail but if not, they're going to they're gonna just die suddenly. A lot of deaths are coming. Are you talking about Joe Biden and his fine family? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what about those? I, I, his, look, lo- I his, his lovely, his lovely fa- background and his lovely family. They're, <laughs> they're such wonderful people. Oh, well, what about those Listen, people I'm, on that, that island? Remember, Pat, yeah. that, uh, that island well, Survivor? You're talking about Survivor? No, no yeah. the, uh, the island over there that uh, basically has not, had, uh, not allowed uh, contact with humankind. Uh, oh you know, yeah, so, right. And it's funny that uh, uh, Anna was talking about Sentinel. There's a there's a. Have you ever heard of Sentinel Island, uh, Anna? I have not. No. Wow. Yeah. There's this island um, off the coast of India called Sentinel Island, and mm-hmm. it's basically about 50 people, 50 um, tribesmen. Still, you have to look it up. Sentinel S E N T I N E L Island. And 
they, they don't want anybody, any human contact with anybody else in the world. And wow. yeah, and so they'll be wiped out and they'll be in hell. And you know, that's, <laughs> well, that's they don't always believe in, the, yeah, they, yeah, but uh, but they're in their own little world and they don't. The one thing yeah, is, amazing. They, they don't want to be bothered with, which I can respect. And but <laughs> you can today, you, you can, <laughs> you know, but they don't definitely want no human contact with any other groups. And uh, they, they will, yeah, and I, and, and I'm, I'm reading this there's two fishermen whose boat accidentally drifted mm-hmm. ashore, yes, and they kill them, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, that's what happens. Wow, they're not they the need nicest, God, they need to spread the, the word of God of over there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think somebody tried and got the, killed. The last, too. the last guy that was over went over there, I forgot his name, nice kid. He, you know, he tried to teach the, teach the Bible to him and teach yes. about Jesus. And, um, well, you know, <laughs> they, they, didn't, he was killed. They, they, didn't, well, they didn't like him. You see, in, in situations like that, you see, God is not limited to the disobedience and also the, the, the stubbornness. What he will do is he'll give them a dream. He'll, he'll, have, he'll have an encounter with them. For example, I mean, there, I, have, I have friends who are missionaries. They go all over the Middle East. I can't, I can't say where, but they're all over the Middle East. I, you know, I, I'll say Iran, Iraq, there's all over. And, and Turkey as well. But specifically in Iran and Iraq, you think that there are all these jihadis walking around. No, actually, a lot of the country, they are, uh, a lot of them are, are I, I should say, ag- you know, agnostic. They're, they're not radical, right. you know, Muslims. But there's so many there that, that he told me that are having dreams because the Muslims know that dreams come from God. And just like the Bible, there's many men in, in history, like, for example, Jesus' stepfather, Joseph, had a dream that Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. So we're going to name him, you know, you're going to move to Egypt and all this. But um, but he said there's a lot of uh, Middle East, a lot of Muslims in the Middle East who are in such rough areas that Christians can't even touch it or else they, I mean, they, they would get burned alive. Yeah. Even though there's many that go underground, that they're having dreams. They're having dreams of, of a man in a white robe and he looks just like Jesus. And some of them say, oh, I see this light. I see Jesus. And a lot of them become Christians. There's a lot of underground Christians in China in the Middle East. Actually, the, the church in, the, in, in China and in the Middle East, they're growing faster than they are in America. Much, much faster. So God is not limited to them killing these Christians coming in. Well, he'll, give a, he'll give them a dream. But if they're extremely, extremely wicked, like Sodom and Gomorrah, where they just they want to kill and hurt, and they want to do their own thing, and let's say they want to kill their babies and have orgies, God will, God will wipe them out. It just feels too out. good. We have to do it. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. Well, that's, Anna, that was great. You've closed all the doors. Yeah. There's no way out. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah, Thank you so uh, much. Do you want to uh, leave any... Um, where you can be reached at and your like websites and, and <laughs> she's probably like no 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 more no more <laughs> well i think my favorite social media is twitter um and youtube i'm like a cockroach on youtube they can't take me down and the reason why i have a rumble but the reason why is because i was saved through youtube it was it was a seed that was planted watching youtube so that's why i'm going to keep coming back it's already my second channel i'll keep coming back and preaching the truth because if we don't preach the truth in places of darkness then we we we're, i'm not going to give up we're not, i'm not done so you can find me on twitter and on YouTube at Anna Kate K H A I T K H A I T pronounced Kate Anna Kate at Anna Kate. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah. Did, did, did you want to leave? Uh, 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 did you want to? She, she's she's hoping Trump is back in twenty twenty four. Do you have a do you have a final message bef- <laughs> before you uh, before twenty twenty four to her? Oh yeah. You Mr. mean Trump? do I have something as Trump? I want to say is that what you're getting? Dude? Yeah. So uh-huh. uh-huh. okay. All right. Listen. I do want to, you know, I'm running, right? You know, I'm running and you know why I'm running because we're going to make America great again. Okay. We're going to do it. 
And if DeSantis gets in, it's going to be a mess. That I can tell you. It's going to be a big mess. So let's just keep him out. Look, here's my plan, Anna. This is how we're going to do it. I come in 2024 as president. Okay? DeSantis is my running mate. Okay? Four years. I get my four years. Then when I'm out, he comes in as president and he takes eight years. Right? It's a beautiful plan. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you soon, Mr. President. <laughs> you better believe it. We're looking forward to seeing you. I'll see you at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you were actually you were you were actually at Mar-a-Lago, huh? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. Did you actually meet uh, Trump in all the? I did. I did meet him, uh, but it was more like a quick walk by meeting. Ah, um, I see. But- Hello and goodbye. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> But th- those moments are coming. Um, those mo- I've had so many dreams of Trump meeting him and Melania and, and, and ministering to them and pre- you know talking about Jesus. And, oh, okay. Um, they're they're so open. They they really are, and it's yes, they are. And God yeah, they God are. really really wants to continue to use him because there's not many that are bold like him. So, um, but oh, I also wanted to share this. If you guys want to email me or have any questions or want to talk about faith or want to reach out to me personally, you can also email me at gatheringbride at gmail.com because my ministry is called Gathering Bride Ministries. You can email me gatheringbride at gmail if you have any questions or want to chat. Yeah, yeah, would definitely. And, uh, well, very good. I many, I many atheists I've gone on the phone with and I've talked to them, a, a decent amount of them actually gave Jesus a chance and some of them were saved. So I'm happy to talk. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Yeah, we need more of them. We need more of them. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Anna. That was a great talk. Great talk. Yeah, great. So it really fun. was. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll do it again soon. We have so much more we can talk about. Anytime. Oh yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. God Thank bless you. Guys. Clive and Doris.